This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. The founder of Cool Blind Tech, Nelson Rago, is here to talk about some neat stories in accessible technology. Hey, good morning, Nelson. Hey, good morning, Dave. So, Nelson, let's jump into the world of Samsung, where their assistant, Bixby, is introducing some new speech-to-text features for people on phone calls. So how does Bixby text call work? Yeah, uh, for those of uh, who don't know what Bixby is uh, because it still doesn't have a huge market. Uh, it's um, uh, Samsung's answer to uh, Siri or the uh, Google Assistant. Um, <clears throat> so in this case, it works specifically for the uh, Samsung Galaxy phones. Um, essentially, if you're receiving a call uh, from someone, uh, you can actually respond by text. Uh, so you'll be texting to them uh, the response, and then that text will translate to speech. And on the other end, the person will hear uh, an automated voice uh, with a Bixby voice, and it'll actually be speaking to them uh, verbally um, what you've actually text. And then as, as, uh, as you're speaking back and forth, uh, the transcription is actually saved on both the phones, uh, and it's all being done on the device themselves, so it's not being put up into the cloud. And, uh, and then the audio itself is actually deleted from the device uh, for those who are concerned for uh, privacy reasons. So it's a... Uh, Kind of a cool feature where you're 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 doing the texting and and if you could be you know for example if you're in an area where you can't take a call but you can still communicate on the other end and then that person is still getting audio. Um, uh, I'm I'm not sure what how Bixby uh, sounds like these days, but uh, it, it wasn't too bad when I heard it uh, when it first came out. So Samsung's been working on this for a while. What obstacles were they running into when they were developing the feature? Uh, well, the main thing is is basically. Uh, uh, they haven't had the technology to the point where you can understand uh, colloquial speech. Uh, so, for for example, uh, you're dealing with the microphone, you're dealing with the environment, uh, and when we all, uh, when we're doing uh, audio text messages, uh, sometimes the the words don't come through on the other end properly. Uh, so, uh, and lucky for Apple, it does say like this: "This was sent by Siri." So, if you send something by accident, uh, you didn't mean to say, uh, you know, you got that sort of thing from Siri where it. Uh, it, it sort of tells the other person that it was sent uh, by speech. Um, so that, that was the main obstacle, is that they, they couldn't uh, get the, the accuracy down uh, where it's communicating properly back and forth. But uh, they finally were able to do it after, uh, what, I guess five years since Bixby's been launched? Yeah, Nelson, you mentioned that uh, Bixby is, say, Samsung's answer to the Google voice assistants or to Siri or other voice assistants out there. And... It's one that even as a Samsung user, I have never activated. I've never used it, yeah. even on my phone. Yeah. So just how common is Bixby as a voice assistant? Uh, well, there, there was a report released in uh, 2020 uh, by uh, voicebot.ai. And um, even though they've gradually been uh, taking some shares away from the other assistants uh, uh, from 2018 to 2020, uh, they're still sitting at, uh, I think, 6.7% when I last look at the stats. Uh, of course, Apple's Siri is is uh, at the top there with 45-plus percent. Uh, the Google Assistant is at, uh, I believe, 29%. Uh, 
And then uh, Amazon's answer uh, with their assistant is uh, sitting at about uh, 18% of uh, market share. So it's still uh, a fraction of what's out there. Uh, but I mean, being a, you know an Android user, you have the option of Bixby or the uh, Google Assistant. Mm-hmm. And obviously, most people are going to choose what's what works for them. And and Google Assistant seems to be the best option uh, for a lot of people. Yeah, it's already a pretty robust, pretty easy to use, fairly yeah. easy to activate. So it makes sense why that one's peop- one people would be using. I remember in uh, when Samsung was launching Bixby, they used to put a Bixby button on the phone, and you would yeah. punch the button to bring up Bixby, but it couldn't <laughs> do yeah. anything because it wasn't activated yet. It was uh, it was a real mess. Uh, Nelson, yeah, what's yeah. what's the timeline here before a Samsung user could use this feature on their phone? Uh, well, I mean, Samsung uh, uh, coming from uh, Korea, so uh, the, the language has been, uh, or this technology has been uh, released in the Korean language, uh, but they are planning other languages uh, next year. Uh, ideally, the, you know, they're probably going to have English at the top list, um, uh, you know, once they get to um, European and uh, North American markets. So uh, so right now it is available if you can speak Korean, uh, but th- those of us who don't, uh, we'll have to wait uh, for another year to get uh, in English. Nelson, let's wrap up here. There's a new app being launched called Glaucoma in Perspective. What is the purpose of this app? Yeah, this was just uh, uh, launched, uh, I think it was last week, uh, um, you know, in conjunction with uh, World Sight Day. Um, so the, the idea is really to educate uh, those uh, who maybe have recently uh, been diagnosed with glaucoma, even those of us who have had glaucoma for years and just um, maybe there's new technology, new treatments out there. Um, so there's interactive um, features in there where it shows the user uh, what can happen if you do get glaucoma. Uh, there's treatment plans in there that uh, help the user uh, sort of you know learn to use their drops and and uh, options with other technologies. Uh, I guess that they now have laser uh, options and and other surgeries uh, that are available. Um, so it's it's uh, important for people to sort of educate themselves. On, on what their uh, eye disease is. And, and this is, uh, it's a free app. You can get it on Android or, or iOS. Um, it's, it's pretty uh, easy to use with voiceover. Uh, obviously I can't use some features because there's a lot of visual elements in it. Uh, um, you know, as someone is losing their eyesight, uh, they, they still have a little bit of vision. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe that was maybe that was poor planning on the developer's parts, making an extremely visual app for, uh, for blind people, but you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's still it's still accessible uh, with voiceover, but I think it's to to sort of show people who have glaucoma that the, the vision hasn't gotten so dramatic to the point where uh, maybe they'll put it off because glaucoma is one of those that uh, sometimes you actually don't feel the the eye pressure, so and it'll rob you of your eyesight pretty quick, and uh, and that's what happened to me when it first uh, happened. So, but I had an aggressive form of it, uh, so it, it robbed my eyesight pretty quick. Uh, but uh, it's it's out there. It's it's available in the uh, uh, Canadian App Store, uh, um, and then you can get it on the Google Play as well. Very good, Nelson. Thank you for this. Awesome. Take care. That's Nelson Rego, the founder of Cool Blind Tech. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI TV. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.